All right, now in the case of Joe Brown versus the state of South Carolina, we now have the verdict. Foreman, will you please read the verdict for the jury? Yeah, Judgey boy, and I appreciate the lunch a few minutes ago. Uh, we the jury find the defendant guilty of all charges. Now, son, before I get to the sentencing phase, is there anything that you want to say to address the court? Uh, yeah, so there's something I don't really understand. Pretty much, I don't identify as guilty. Um, I identify as not guilty. So, I think that's not really going to work for me. I'm sorry, son, you identify as what? I identify as not guilty. Uh... I don't really think that uh, I did the, the crime or anything like that. I just, uh, I really think that it's just not going to work for me, man. So, so, let me get this straight, son. You said you identify as not guilty, where, son, I don't know where you are, but here in Greensboro, South Carolina, that just don't fly. So, I sentence you to 65 years, no parole. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. In the real world, baby. Well, man, we're back for another great week. It's episode 34 of season two. How you doing, man? Man, I'm tired. I ain't gonna lie to you, but you know what? I'm excited to do this podcast just on a personal note, I've been having to be professional all all week, man. So it's nice to not be having those professional conversations, at least for once. Yeah, shout it out to all of our listeners. And we love all of you guys. We love our Canadian folks. We love our Californians. We love our Texans, our Floridians, Georgians, uh, people up in Maine. In Boston, Massachusetts, where else do we got people listening? Man, we got people over in California, over in Oregon. I'm gonna. I'm just highlighting the West Coast right quick. We got Washington, and then you know we've been having some really big action still in Kansas. Lots in Texas, man. We got a shout out to our home state of Texas. I love. I'm just gonna say I love the state of Texas. We love all the other states, but man, I love my home state of Texas. But of course, we got Georgia. We love our Floridians as well. Um, all over the South. We got folks all over the South. And, uh, man, we really appreciate it. It's it's crazy that, uh, oh, Iowa, too, up in the Midwest, Michigan, all that good jazz. I'm telling you, it's crazy that uh, our voices are being heard all over the place. So it's pretty nuts. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to our friends down under in Australia with the witchetty grub. Uh, <laughs> every, you remember when we talked about those weird foods yeah. and you were like, the witchetty grub. That makes yeah. me think of Australia. Uh, we love the Australian people. It, I think, isn't that character Bluey? He's Australian. He has an Australian accent, I think. All the you, kids you're talking like about the, the kid's character? I have no clue, man. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we're going to hop into our first segment, which is the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. And last week, we talked about Micah got to go to a summer academic camp. And this week, we're going to talk about when I got to go to a camp. It was not an academic camp. It was a leadership camp. And I got to spend a week and some change in Washington, D.C., in our nation's capital. It was great. Kind of similar to Micah, I got recommended by somebody. I don't know who that was. Uh, But it was when I was in fifth grade. And so what they told me was that this conference is for fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And we're going to send all these middle schoolers, quote-unquote, 
to our nation's capital and they're going to learn how to be a leader. And I remember we did a lot of fundraising. I had a lot of people donate um, to that trip because it was an expensive trip. Uh, and it would have been even more if we flew, but we decided to drive all that way. So thank you to all those people that donated. I don't even know who you are. I was 10, but thanks. I got to go to Washington, D.C. Um, so they said the conference was for fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, but turned out I was the only fifth grader there. And boy, was that kind of awkward. I was asking everybody, I was like, so what grade are you in? And they were like, oh, I'm in sixth grade. Oh, I'm in eighth grade. And I was like, Am I the only fifth grader here? And then I remember like we did this one big assembly where everybody came together and they were like, all right, stand up if you're a sixth grader. And they totally forgot to mention fifth grade. And everybody was like, we got a fifth grader. And so it was kind of different for me because that was like my first real trip away from home. And I was kind of a sheltered kid, as Michael would tell you, uh, kind of in my nerd shell. Um, and I just remember we did different activities. Uh, we had different groups that we were assigned to and we were assigned to different rooms. Um, and there were supposed to be four people in a room, but I lucked out and I only had one roommate and his name was Billy from Idaho. He was from Idaho or one of those Midwestern states. No, Utah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Exactly. And I'll tell you, man, I just, the only thing I really remember about Billy is that we watched Family Guy, and that was really all I remember about Billy. And I remember him just being like, oh, yeah, this is really cool that uh, we get to be here and we get to eat all this food for free. And I was like, well, it really wasn't free. I was like, it was included in your price. Uh, and I told him that. But I didn't, I didn't really know anybody, but I met this kid named Dennis, and he was in seventh grade. I don't know what happened. We just clicked and became friends. And he wasn't even like in my assigned group. So whenever we had time that we got to like uh, all be together, I would just hang out with my friend Dennis. Uh, and so it was cool. We got to see some cool sites. We got to see the White House. We got to see the Smithsonian. Um, we got to go to Baltimore, which was kind of cool. We got to see uh, Harper's Ferry, which was kind of very interesting. Uh, if you know a little bit about that. And I remember on the bus ride, they told us this really scary story about one of the houses that were there and about how they thought it was haunted. But really what happened was this lady drank like medicine that was meant for monkeys and she started acting crazy and was like killing her kids and stuff. And they told us that story at night, dude. I was scared. I was scared going back to my room. I ran all the way up and I didn't look back. You remember when you take the trash out and it's nighttime, you run out there. So it was, it was nuts. Um, I also remember they called me Bush. You want to know why they called me Bush, Micah? Because I apparently had some weird obsession with George Bush at the time, George W. Bush. Oh, hold on, hold on. I don't think it was an obsession. Okay, so so maybe I was in the minority because I don't think I really realized how much our country hated George W. Bush at the time. Because um, all the kids were like, why do you like George W. Bush? He sucks, blah, 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 blah. And I was like... I don't know. I just like George W. Bush. And so they called me uh, Bush the whole time while I was there. Well, and I'm just going to I'm just going to clarify. I'm going to throw you out there right quick. Uh, so Chris, at this age, man, he was really aspiring to be the, you know, either go into politics or be the president. His real aspiration was to be the president. So to me, it makes sense of why you would like George W. Bush. I mean, for the most of your cognate life, you that's who you knew as president. So it's like you you, you knew him firsthand, 
And, I mean, he wasn't a bad guy. He had some weird, interesting policies. And, of course, a lot of crazy stuff happened during his presidency. But I don't know. I, I think as a kid, you don't really know about that. You just know, you know, my parents like him, and he's the current president, and he doesn't seem like a bad guy. It was really cool, though. Um, I remember that we got to go to, like, the Capitol building. And they had, like, some breakfast for us. And so, like, all the people that were from each state sat at their own table. So, like, all the people from Georgia sat at a table. And I just remember being like, oh, you people are from Georgia. And, like, they were in different groups. I think maybe there was, like, one person that was, like, in my group. But it was, like, during October. It was, like, the week of my birthday. And so my parents sent me, and we drove all the way from Georgia to Washington, D.C. It was, like, a two-day trip. And, uh... Yeah, and my parents came and they picked me up and I remember them being like, "Yeah, you can show us around Washington DC." And I'm like, "I'm 10. I don't even know my way around uh, how to get to the grocery store for where we live." So, <laughs> it was nuts. It was the I will say the last thing that was kind of cool is um there was this big like interactive science museum that we stayed at and we got to spend the night there. And so like we brought our sleeping bags and we like slept in there. And I remember they like they had this big um, IMAX theater, which IMAX in 2005 was like a big, big, big deal. Huge. I mean, that was few and far between, too. It's like IMAX is there just wasn't a lot of. Them. And I just remember uh, when we visited the White House, like we didn't get to go inside, but we got to go outside. And I remember looking and being like, oh, yeah, there's the sniper guys on the roof. Like it was. It was really cool, yeah. like, being a kid that wanted to be the president, um, you know, I was like, oh, this is really cool, and so I remember also, too, that week, uh, Rosa Parks had just passed away, and all the flags were at half-mast, and so Washington, D.C. was really cool. I wish I could go back as an adult so that I could appreciate um, what it has to offer, but I was sitting there being like, man, like, I got recommended for this leadership conference, and... Apparently, I was, like, the first one in Augusta to go to that leadership conference, like, among my peers. And so other people would get recommended for it that I knew, and then they, like, used my name as a reference. Like, the National Young Leaders Conference or whatever, they used my name as a reference. They were like, oh, yeah, this Christopher went to this conference in your town. Like, if you have any questions, ask him. And so I remember people would come up to me all the time and be like, what was it like? And why should I go? And so I was, like, their little... uh mascot spokesperson for augusta georgia who knew i just be like yeah it was cool and they didn't pay you nothing no um yeah exactly kind of like your deal like they didn't pay you nothing <laughs> well um i'll tell you this much so one of the other things that i remember you saying i know you said you went to the capitol building and had breakfast but didn't you say that you went to congress in action once yes we did actually get to go watch uh congress in action uh watch them have their thing and i remember it, it was kind of boring like nothing was really going on um of course you're 10 so it's like the equivalent of watching c-span like in real life so it wasn't like you're just like oh this is cool i wish i had been a little bit older to like appreciate the moment you know what i mean yeah it's probably like it was probably as a kid it's probably cool for five minutes of like oh wow i'm in the rotunda like oh look at all the people look oh dang these are all of our senators look around at the states and then after a little bit it's like yeah i'm bored because <laughs> it it is a lot of decorum you know there's a lot of it's a lot of procedure it's a lot of decorum they don't it takes so long because of procedure most of the time you know yeah i think the one thing i did kind of was like man i do wish i was older like 
it was hard for me to fit in because like these kids were already in middle school and they were like on a whole nother maturity level. And so it was kind of hard for me to like fit in. I met, remember even like some of the kids, I probably got on a lot of the kids nerves. Uh, Cause I was like that fifth grader that was kind of a know-it-all, but I got to miss school, which was kind of nice. Yeah. that I was jealous when you went and missed school. Um, but Hey, it was for your birthday. And that was pretty cool. I had to do my work beforehand, but you know, Oh yeah. You know how that goes. Something I did not know about that trip, uh, actually, I always thought that you flew. I did not knew, know that your parents drove you up to Washington, D.C. And, and back. I don't know why I didn't know when that. When I drove, or when we drove up there, my grandma, my grandpa, and my mom went up there with me. And my dad didn't go. I think he had to work or whatever. But I remember, I think they wanted to, like, stop in Pennsylvania because, like, their family was from Pennsylvania. And so I think they were stopping in Pennsylvania on the way back. But the only thing I really remember was staying in the hotel. And then I remember at the restaurant, we were like waiting to go eat. And I remember this pregnant lady walked in and my grandpa made me give up my seat uh, to this pregnant lady. So I guess he was teaching me earlier. And then I remember uh, my mom and dad came and picked me up. My grandparents didn't come and pick me up. That's pretty cool. I mean, how long of a drive was that? I mean, that was a pretty decent drive. Huh? I just remember it was two days. That's all I remember. I remember we stopped overnight. I don't remember where. Maybe it was North Carolina or Virginia, but I uh, I just remember it took us two days for sure. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Um, well, do another question I have too. Do you ever know who, or do you know who recommended you? No, I have no idea who did. It must. So it's like same with mine. It's like I have no clue who recommended me for it, but it just kind of came out of the blue. All I can think is maybe it was one of my fourth grade teachers when I was in fourth grade and they recommended me. And because I got the letter, I think during the summer and I went in October and I remember like we were raising money all through the summer for me to go. So I think it was at the end of my fourth grade. So maybe one of my teachers did. I don't know who did. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it just, we're going to think back to this. I'm just going to pause right here and say, we're going to think back to this and listen to this podcast years from now and be talking about getting letters in the mail and our kids or other younger folks that are probably going to be listening to this are going to be sitting there thinking letters, not emails or whatever the latest thing is at that point. But yeah, no, I mean, that's how it came with mine too. I remember it was a very official letter. And at the time it's like, if you get an official letter, first of all, as a kid, you didn't get mail really. So if you get a letter, I mean, that's pretty big. And if it's with your name on it, exactly. Not your parents' name. If it's your name on it, heck yeah. Exactly. I I have a question. Were you one of those weird people that looked forward to checking or still looks forward to checking the mail? I still look forward to checking the mail. No. And I think the reason being is now if it's like, I think it's different because I like going and getting like my packages that I order, but I already know what's in there, right? It's the joy of knowing like, oh yeah, I'm going to get this. I mean, I guess mail is the same thing too. But for me, mail mostly is just bills or or credit card offers or something or loan offers, right? So most of the time, I'm just like, I know that 80% of this is going to be shredded. <laughs> I might use 20% of it and all, the rest of that might be bills. So I'm not, I don't get too excited about that, but I definitely did when I first got like my first apartment. I will say that like um, sometimes like you, I I've gotten like unexpected checks in the mail from like a company or something because like they owed like an insurance company owed me because I overpaid or something. I didn't even know. 
So those are like the best times where you'd be like, ooh, I, what's this? And you open up and it's a check, and it'd be like, I don't care if it's for $5. Like, I'm like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, you know what another one is? Have you ever, and I know that we're divulging here and going extra on time, but heck, it's our podcast, so we can do whatever we want. So have you ever had like one of those class action lawsuits and it, you know, it's probably not for enough, a lot of money. And it's like, it's probably a lot of work, but you look on there and it's like $102 and 57 cents. You're like, you know, I'm halfway thinking about sending this back to get my $102 and 57 cents. I don't know what kind of stupid hoops I'd have to jump through, but it is a hundred bucks. I don't know. I've thought about it a couple of times, but then I'm like, nah, I'm probably going to get like 20 bucks out of this, but you never know. You never know. Uh, and maybe that's why most people opt out and maybe I should just start doing it. Yeah. Right. You end up, it's like, you know what, we're going to give you more money because now nah, that, that would never happen because the lawyers would take the rest of the money, but, uh, or the trust would take the rest of the money. But anyways, yeah. we're going to hop into our next segment and Micah, you got a little bit of a different segment for us. What is your segment called? Tell us what it is. So it's called, damn, you fell off. Damn! And it's talking about businesses and brands. That we used to know and love, but now we don't recognize the stench of their ass or the look of their face. You know, basically what, I'm what he's saying is, <laughs> you just go in there and be like, "What happened to this? This used to be a booming business. What happened?" Or a celebrity, you'd be like, "What happened to you?" Oh, we could do a whole different one on celebrities. This is mainly on brands or businesses, but yeah, we could definitely do one on celebrities. So, all right, I'm gonna start off on three different food places. All right, so the first one. Burger King. Damn, Burger King. You fell off. I remember, I remember going back to Burger King, and they used to be number two to McDonald's, right? And I remember it was like the only thing that was holding Burger King back is their fries were okay. They weren't great. And, you know, their their Whoppers were always great, and they had a pretty good menu. And I really liked their chicken fries, right? Like when they first, first came out. I don't know if they changed like their supplier after a while. But, bro, I went to Burger King not too long ago because, you know, you do see the sign and it's not the two for five no more. It's like, what, two for seven or something like that. I mean, it's still something along those lines. But I'm just going to tell you this, man. From the, the building, the building looked like it was halfway falling down. I'll just say that. Two, it was like they had two people working there. So it's like you got one person working the drive through and then you got one person working the counter and the back. So literally, you know that it's it's going to take forever for things to happen. I don't know. And the whole place was run down. The prices were semi-low. However, the food quality was just trash. I mean, it was just like, I didn't even want to eat none, bro. I will say this, though. I will say maybe it's different where you're at. But I do prefer the taste of a Burger King burger to McDonald's. I feel like they taste better. But I agree with it's you. It's because of the charbroiled. It's because it's charbroiled instead of whatever McDonald's does. You know, they actually cook it on the grill. Well, you know? you're right because I've gone to uh, Burger King because only because I've had the coupons. And that's the only time I'll go is because you get the coupons. But, like, yeah, there's only two people working there. I mean, they used to have, like, their toys in their Happy Meals. I don't even know if they give toys in their Happy Meals. No, no, they don't. Right now, it looks like they're in a lot of cost-cutting measures. I mean, I don't know if it was primarily COVID that knocked them down. But their menu, at least in my area, was greatly reduced. And it was just like, dang, man, y'all done fell off. Y'all used to be number two to McDonald's. Uh-uh-uh. You used to get the Burger King crowns, that used to be a thing. You used to have the Burger King King. I remember the toys used to be like, sometimes you were like, ooh, 
McDonald's and Burger King got the good toys. You know what I mean? But Burger King, man, y'all, I'm still wondering how they are in business. I literally thought that the other day. I agree with you. Because I don't know anybody that's going over there. Uh, number two, and people still go here, but I will tell you this. The business has fell off. Subway. Damn, Subway. Y'all fell off. Y'all used to be home of the $5 foot long. You can't get nothing for $5 no more. Hardly get a bag of chips for $5 up in there no more. I'll tell you this much, too. You go in there, and most of their sandwiches, they still have some of their basic sandwiches, but the majority of the menu seems like they've gotten rid of to try to up their game to compete with some of these other places like Firehouse and stuff like that. But it's stuff that I don't want. And maybe that's just me. But it's like the Cali Supreme Sub whatever, right? And it's like, what the heck is that? It's like, it's on artisan bread. And it's like, bro, you Subway. I'm looking, I, listen, I'm looking for the cheddar on the on the bread, the one with the cheese on it. And then I want my meatball sub. You know, that's, that's what I want. I don't want the rest of the stuff. But it's just like, it, they try to go too fancy, but it's also Subway. So they cost cut in other places. And you're like, you can't be fancy and cost cut. So now they're in this weird spot to where, man, I've been there like multiple times, multiple locations too. And man, I don't want to go back. Well, the thing is, maybe I've gotten spoiled with Firehouse, but I feel like the quality of their ingredients is just very, very low. And you pay almost the same price for Firehouse. Firehouse is, is great, but Subway is like, it's the same price and it's just not as good. Oh, I'll say this, man. Subway is a little more than Firehouse nowadays, I would say, because that footlong sub, some of their footlongs there are $15, $16, at least in our areas where it's at. I'm sitting here, and I mean, don't get me wrong, that's like their, you know, super decked out sub, but even the middle of the road, you're right, it's like 12 13 bucks. I can go to Firehouse and get a hook and ladder combo. I know that. exactly how much it is. A hook, medium hook and ladder combo with a chips and a medium drink if you round up for the little first responders it's 14 dollars. <laughs> there you go there you go okay it's like 13 40 something and they're like do you want to round up and i'm like yeah i might as well it's going to the first responders. listen i always feel bad i don't care what's it for the the children's hospital like i don't know it's hard for me to be at the drive-thru and be like nah i'm good <laughs> you know um anyways so next one here and I know you feel this one. And this is primarily food quality is what I'm talking about. Panda Express. Damn, Panda. You done fell off. Damn! I'll tell you why. So they try to change up their menu too. And they also try to change up their ingredients. They went up in price. And I don't know about you, but I've been getting, I, I had like food poisoning like three times from them. I always be getting sick from them. It don't matter what I be getting. So it's like, I ain't going back. Not just that, like, They've greatly reduced their, I mean, they used to have like one of the largest number of employees. Like, I mean, you would go in there and they would have some dude back there on the walk. They would have some dude washing. I mean, you would have like 10 people back there in that small ass space doing a bunch of stuff. I go in there and maybe it's the worker shortage. I am not sure. But I mean, there was three people working the whole thing. And it's just like, bro, that ain't going to cut it. And when the when the food quality is is not great and it's making you sick. Damn, y'all fell off. Yeah, I'm not. I never really was crazy about Panda to begin with, so I don't really like it too much. My wife likes it, but and we go there sometimes, but not crazy about it. But yeah, I feel you. I feel you. 
All right, so now we're going to go with the next three. And these are just brands, not just food. So it's just kind of a myriad and, and different things. And this one is near and dear to my heart. And Chris probably is going to be shocked when I say this. But damn, American Airlines, y'all fell off. Ever since y'all's merger with U.S. Airways, y'all have turned into garbage. Hot, flaming, caca, I'll tell you that much. It's just... So, on a personal note, and I keep up with this too much, you know, they try to go for this whole model of, oh, we're going to upgrade and get a bunch of new planes and everything like that, and they spent a bunch of money, and then they started short paying, um, you know, the rest of their staff to try to make up for it. You can't do that. You can't do that. Not just that, but they after they merged with U.S. Airways, they became the largest airline. Whenever you merge and become the largest of anything, it you know, it's never been done. It's never been that big. Nobody knows what's going on. It's uh, Trust me, I'm in that process right now. Nobody knows what's going on, right? So that means every employee is going to be mad from the flight attendants to the flight crew to the people working in the offices. It does not matter, and it hasn't gotten any better. And I'll tell you this much, man. Every year, I watch the ratings just absolutely plummet for them. Their on-time rating is garbage. Their customer satisfaction rating is garbage. It's now next to United, and that is pretty darn bad. So, damn, American, y'all fell off. You know, you used to have some really good service and really carried our country's name with some pride. But now it's like, hand it to Delta. And I hate to say that because I love Texas. And, you know, Georgia's cool, but I love Texas. And I want to support the Texas airline, too. But come on now. All right, next one. You're going to think this one's funny. Damn, FUBU, you done fell off. Boo -boo. It's like, where are you at? Where you at? Ain't nobody seen Fubu in 20 years, man. Yeah, exactly. Where you at now, Damon John? That's all I got to say. Anyways, I had to throw that one in there because it's like, I asked my wife today, do you know what Fubu is? She don't know what Fubu is. Most kids don't know what Fubu is. But I remember back when we were kids, that was one of the hottest brands out there. Tell you that much. People were paying a lots of money for FUBU. And that's something I never understood. Like, I never really understood was it disappeared so quickly. Like, as quick as it came, it seemed like it disappeared. And it doesn't seem like it's been relevant for a while. However, you know, you watch Shark Tank and it's just like, yeah, he's the global, you know, it's like, okay, it, he was a part of a flash in the pan, you know, fashion brand that is now fell off and ain't doing nothing, right? But it was all in JCPenney, all the high-dollar high, high dollar mall stores for the longest time. It's just... That style has just gone out. That's yeah, it what. is. Give it 20 years. It'll be... You know, we're going to do nostalgia of 2005 once again. But anyways, next one, and this is my final one. Damn, Dollar Tree, you done fell off. Everything ain't a dollar no more, man. I understand inflation, but don't you lie to me, Dollar General. Or not Dollar General, Dollar Tree. You got to get your dollar stores in order. There's too many of them. But I'll just tell you this much. And Five Below is the same way. Five Below, it ain't Five Below no more. Literally, they have a whole section. It's like $10 and up. No, no, you're lying to me. That's false advertising. Y'all done fell off. You can't, you can't do that. Anyways, y'all fell off, Dollar Tree. Yeah. Well, it's always a mess in there anyway, so... And it smells funny, and you gotta deal with the methies, too. We're gonna move into our next segment, which is the Donut Hole. What you got for us, man? More talking. More talking. I'm gonna keep on talking. So this one is actually interesting. We haven't done one, and um, well, I was just talking about American Airlines and aviation. Most of you who have listened to this probably know that I like aviation. This 
is a plane hijacking story. Have you heard, and you've uh, probably not, but have you heard about FedEx Flight 705 back in the 80s? So uh, FedEx 705 um, was a cargo plane, and it originated out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee on this particular day, and it was going to San Jose, California, so cross-country pretty much. And essentially, um, and I said 80s, I'm sorry, it was in the 90s, 1994. So the year before, or, or no, you were born in 94. They were being operated by a three-person crew, which was typical back in the 90s. You would have your captain, your first officer, so pilot, co-pilot, right? And then you'd have your flight engineer, which is a third person in case something were to happen or to navigate or whatever. They used to do that a lot more, but now they cut costs and now there's just two guys, right? Then there was a fourth guy. And this is fairly common. Um, most of the time when you work for an airline or a cargo airline and you're trying to, uh, you have a flight, you know, either the next day, same day, but it's across country or from where you're at, you'll do what's called jump seating or deadheading is another word for it. And basically there's, um, you know, multiple seats within the cockpit of this plane. So you can, you can request and say, hey, I want to jump seat over to here because uh, I have a flight coming up. So that's what this fourth person did. And he was also a flight engineer, um, and his name was Aubrey Calloway. Calloway had uh, some bad intentions that nobody knew about. So they get up into the air, and they're flying and everything. And essentially what happened was Calloway got on the plane, and he was carrying a guitar case. Of course, nobody's going to think anything about a guitar case. Pretty much what happened in the guitar case, he had a spear gun and a series of hammers, two or three hammers. So his plan was to uh, incapacitate or kill the pilots and uh, take over the plane, which I'll, I'll tell you why here in a minute. So essentially what happened, basically he they get 26 minutes after you know departure and everything. He attacked them with a hammer, hit them in the head multiple times with the hammer. So it started off with the captain first, knocked him out, hit the first officer, knocked him out. At this point, the uh, flight engineer, of course, is seeing this guy attacking folks and starts attacking him, gets into a struggle. He gets hit himself and gets temporarily knocked out. So at that point, um, so they're still coming in and out of consciousness, all three of them, and they're fighting this guy, right? Then that's when Callaway fetches the spear gun from the um, guitar case. So... Then um, the flight engineer then attempted to wrestle away the uh, spear gun. And despite his injuries, I mean, he's bleeding from his head. I mean, he's been hit in the head with a hammer multiple times at this point. So basically, um, he, he, gets into the, he gets into the pilot seats, knocks, uh, knocks Callaway out, which uh, the guy with the spear gun knocks him out, gets into the pilot seat, forces the plane into a climb, and then rolling it out and trying to make Callaway lose his balance as he's regaining consciousness. So he's now trying to stand back up, get back over there. So Homie literally yanks the stick, makes it go stupid high, and does a roll to try to make him, because, I mean, he's not wearing a seatbelt and he's standing up, try to make him stumble, right? Anything to try to get this guy away from you. And so um, because of that steep dive, he had to level out, and then he had to um, he had to go back down. Well, at this point... Um, all of his, all the plane's control surfaces, so the flaps and all that good jazz, or I'm sorry, the ailerons and the elevator, were not working. 
because when you put a plane in that much stress, it basically renders it ineffective, right? All the forces that have applied onto that plane, now the plane says, I don't want to work for you anymore. Especially because in bigger planes like that, it's run by hydraulic pumps. And so you have to have hydraulic fluid in the lines for it to work. And things like gravity and outside forces will pull all of that fluid out or make it inconsistent, making things not work properly. All that being said, <laughs> um, at the end of the ordeal, they um, all three of them regained consciousness and um, they subdued him, uh, Callaway-wise. They, they um, went ahead and strapped him to a chair, so I'm guessing all of them got up. They put it on autopilot, they got up, they grabbed him, they put him in a chair, right, strapped him down, had the flight engineer keep an eye on him, and... Um, he was then handed two life sentences, Callaway was, for attempted murder and air piracy, which I've, it's a very interesting uh, charge, air piracy. So you want to know why he was trying to do that. FedEx, the carrier, um, was going to pay $2.5 million worth of life insurance if, um, if you die in a plane crash, basically you die in action, right? You get paid 2.5 or your family gets paid $2.5 million. So Callaway had already moved all of his money over to his ex-wife's bank account. Um, and essentially this was going to be an attempt to commit suicide. Uh, he was trying to get the money to his family and his kids. Basically he had given up on life. And so his attempts was going to be to knock out, incapacitate or kill the pilots, then crash the plane making it look like an accident because nobody would know what actually happened. Just the four souls were on board and they died. Therefore, everybody gets their money and goes along that way. That was the plan. What a selfish man. That's kind of selfish. I mean, I know that's not cool to throw judgment, but, what, I, you know, if you want to do that to yourself, cool. But don't don't be doing that to other people. You know what I mean? They might not want to die. That's not cool. Yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, that's three other people's lives. Um, and unfortunately one of, um, one of the guys was forced into retirement at that point because he had, um, some significant brain injuries. It says significant, but it was, it sounds like he's able to function, but not enough to be a pilot. You know what I mean? Which that's gotta be really terrible. I'd be really pissed. Um, on a, on a brighter note, as for the aircraft, that got hijacked. It is still in service today. It's uh, 37 years old and it's been flying for FedEx the entire time. So it's still flying for FedEx out there somewhere. If there's a happy note to that story. But um, yeah, interesting about, because you never hear, you always think about plane hijacks. It's always somebody from another country and it's a political thing or whatever. It's interesting. You never really hear about it happening um, domestically or on a cargo flight because most of the time how are you going to hijack a cargo flight passenger flights it's easy because you're already full of people and you can be there but again cargo flights you kind of have to be one of the crew to make it happen yeah that's that's hard though that's hard uh yeah well good thing everybody was you know kind of okay so pretty much but yeah man so we're gonna move into our next segment which is what fries my donuts and what's got the temp turned up? Okay, Chris? this isn't going to be a whole. This is not what my segment is going to be on, but I got to just add this at the beginning uh, because it really fried me up the other day. But this is not what the whole segment is about. All right. As you know, I like to collect action figures, particularly wrestling action figures. 
And uh, there was a brand new rare one that came out. It hit the local Walmarts. Uh, I had happened to see it right before I was going to work on a Sunday morning. Very early in the morning, there were eight of them on the shelf. And I was like, okay, cool deal. Lubbock does not have a big collecting market. I will come back and get it uh, later. Not even four hours later, somebody had bought up all eight of them. All eight, because I saw it in this person's cart. I saw it in their cart, all eight of them. They didn't even leave one on the shelf for somebody. That really fried my donuts, because I'm like, man, you're robbing people. You're robbing people. And now they're probably going to go sell it for triple or hold on to it to sell for Oh, later. yeah, people are already selling it for triple. But that's not what fries my donuts. What fries my donuts, man? And I have tried to be very professional. I don't like knocking other podcasts here on this show. That's not good. But I'm going to go ahead and go into it, man. Some people just do not need to have a podcast. Some people don't. Oh, God. I feel you, bro. Oh, I feel you. Preach. Go ahead. Listen to a podcast the other day because someone was like, oh, yeah, my buddies posted this podcast. Just check it out. And literally the first, like, 15 minutes was them being like, oh, yeah, dude, how how big is your dingling? (laughs) And it sounded like a high school locker room. And these were, like, middle-aged men, like 40-year-old men. was like, yeah, yeah. Well, your mom likes to know how big my diggling is. And, oh, you want to see it? How about you touch my diggling right now? And it was like 15 minutes of that stuff. And basically the whole show, they weren't talking about anything. I'm sure you agree. You will agree. Like, um, if it's an aviation podcast or something you're really into, you'll listen to it, right? Like, you'll li- probably more inclined to listen to, a, to to the podcast versus just like a general podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, besides her own, I don't listen to too many of them because most of them do annoy me. But I, I understand. I don't what listen you're to podcasts unless it's about a topic that I'm very interested in. If you have a focused topic, that's okay. Like you know what you're talking about, that's okay. And generally, I like wrestling podcasts, and usually the segment will be like, "Okay, this is what we're going to talk about." But if you're just doing a podcast just because you think, "Oh yeah, let's just do a podcast together," because our buddies, we have great conversation. We just need to put that into a podcast. It's like there's more work that goes into doing that. We don't want to sit around hearing, like, I and I kid you not, the same podcast, they just came out with an episode, and the whole episode is about their stories about pooping. Like, their stories about taking a dump. Like, they're sharing that, and that's what the whole episode is. For an hour and a half. And I'm like, who thinks this is a good idea? I can't, I can't do that, man. I can't do that. I, you know, I, and this sounds very Hank Hill of me, but just on that topic, um, I don't even like it. There's, there's a commercial out now where it's about like women pooping and it's like, yeah, I poop it on TV and stuff. It's like, bro, I'm trying to, most of the time it's like, I'm trying to eat or I'm trying to like, I'm not trying to think about that right now. I don't want to, I don't want to shove it in my face. It's pretty crazy, man. I totally get what you're saying, too. Some people just don't need to have podcasts. It's it's okay not to have a podcast. Like, you know what's interesting to me, too? It's like there's a lot of pressure. And celebrities are not immune to this either. Just because you're good on camera does not mean that you are good talking on a podcast. I'm just going to tell you that. I, I don't know. It's There's a lot of pressure now. I feel like you, if you're a star, like you have to have a podcast or else you're not relevant in this day and age. Because, I mean, you look everywhere. Everybody's got a stinking podcast. I'm okay if you have a podcast, but at least know what you're going to talk about. Like, at least, 
have some idea of where the episode is going to go. Even if you have the subject, like at least kind of have a roadmap of where you're going to go. If you're just sitting there rambling for an hour and a half about literally nothing, people don't want to hear that. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in the minority, but people don't want to hear that. People want to hear a podcast that has a purpose, that has an intent, uh, that is, unless you're like a personality like Joe Rogan, and some people just fall in love with the personality. But I'm telling you, Joe Schmo from down the block, most people, they're not going to want to listen to your podcast if you're just rambling or talking about poop stories for an hour or how big your friend's dingling is. Like, that's that's just annoying. And I know you guys think that we probably just, that's how we do things. We have a general outline and we kind of have a direction of where the show's going. But we kind of freeform it. But we know where we're going. We know what we're talking about. We plan it kind of a little bit, but not really. And so that's why it fries my donuts because these people, like, they're just wasting podcast time. They're just wasting space. And I just don't like it. And it fries my donuts. I don't know why it fries my donuts. But here's the thing. I looked up our podcast. And you know how on Spotify it's like uh, podcasts that are similar to yours? We don't have one that's similar to ours. And I take that as a compliment. You know what I mean? Because our podcast is so different that Spotify couldn't even find anything that's similar to it. And I know you guys are probably like, oh, you're being a self-licking ice cream cone, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm just saying not everybody needs to have a podcast. No, I agree with you. And last thing on it, back to the celebrity thing, uh, it's the same thing. I, what I, what It's not that you, I'm okay with people having podcasts. I am. That's fine. But it's when you talk about, it, you know, the jokes that we used to make about talking about low-carb butter for an hour. It's that kind of crap. You know, I don't care that you went to Starbucks and stood in line for 15 minutes. Like, if the if the story has a point, even if it has a point, but I hear so many podcasts where there is no point. It's literally like, I went to Starbucks the other day, and I talked to my barista, and I told him, you know, maybe I'm feeling a little bit more like whip on it today. And then the other person's like, yeah, it is more like a whipped cream kind of day. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and they're just like going on and you're like, this has zero point. What am I listening to? What are you talking about? Like, who, who cares? I have a podcast with a point. That's all I'm trying to say, man. That's all I'm trying to say. And I know we might have some listeners that are, if you want to start your own podcast, like, please do. If you're a listener and you're like, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own podcast, please don't let this discourage you. I'm just trying to give you some advice. Please just have a point to your podcast. Uh, know what you want to do with it. Know where you want to go. Know your audience. And maybe there is an audience that wants to hear about poop and how big someone's dingling is. But that ain't for me, pal. Not for me either. I like our structure. I don't like a lot of other podcasts. Exactly. Well, anyways, uh, we're going to jump into our next segment, which is the Mystery Donut. That is our improv segment. So what do we got on the improv segment? We got kind of a new game. It's called Bad Stand-Up Routines. And so literally, it's just Chris and I are going to go back and forth, and we're going to do, like, bad stand-up bits that just come into our head. Because I'll tell you this much. I don't know about you. Um, I'm actually not, like, a really good stand-up guy. There's there's moments, like, I wish I could capture those moments because they're not consistent. But there are moments where I'm like, man, I'd be great at stand-up. Time up. Time out. You're a great stand-up guy. You're just not a great stand-up comedian guy because no, <laughs> you were like i'm not a great stand-up guy i was like yeah you are you're a pretty good stand-up guy uh i know i agree with you i'm situationally funny 
if you were to give me a mic and have me do a stand-up comedy special, I couldn't do it. There's a gift and a talent to that, and that is not my gift. Yeah, you know, honestly, I've I've halfway thought about Chris and I doing like a tandem tandem comedy routine, um, like a stand-up routine, because that's something that uh, is rarely done in a two-man comedy team. But um, different story for a different day. But yeah, we're gonna do just bad bad comedy routines that just come into our head because there are plenty of them. I'm just we're just gonna let our mind. All right, run. cool deal. All right, you you want to go first? Yeah, I guess I'll go first. So I was in Florida last week, and uh, I walked up to the seagull, and I said, "What's up, squawking kins?" All right, are we going back and forth? Is it like yeah. my turn now? Yeah, go for it. All right, you might be a redneck if you live in the south. So I'll tell you this much: What do you call a right foot? The left one, too. That's horrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> I knew. I once knew this guy who was so white. How white was he? This guy was so white that his middle name was Travis. <laughs> wow. Knock, knock. Who's there? Settlement. Settlement who? I just fell on my ass on your front porch and a settlement's coming, my friend. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Crockpot. Crockpot who? Crockpot is what you put macaroni and cheese in while you're waiting for it to cook. You know, it was... I was at home the other day, and the weatherman said that there was a 30% chance of rain. So it was already... But it was already raining. I call that a 100% chance of rain. What's the deal with airline food? I get no respect. No respect. You're just going to go straight out of the Michael Scott book. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm going to go into. Well, I think that's good enough of bad stand-up. Uh, have you have you ever been to a stand-up comedy show like that where you're like, ooh, these jokes don't make a lot of sense? Or are you like, no, I only watch good comedians, so I don't know what that's like. Believe it or not, I've ever, I've never been to like a live stand-up show or anything like that. I've only watched them on TV. So I've seen a few guys on TV that I'm like, how in the heck did you make it this far? But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few guys out there that just, their jokes just, maybe they just don't land with me. Um, I don't know. And this is kind of a side note here, but unpopular opinion, people who do anti-jokes, kind of like what we were doing a second ago, where it's just like, you're kind of like, oh, okay, or whatever, right? It's just, I don't know. I don't find that too funny. And there's a lot of comedians that enjoy that stuff. But hey, different strokes for different folks. This is going to be unpopular opinion, um, but maybe, please don't hate me, listeners, but I really don't like white stand-up comedians. And I'll tell you what, I don't think they're as funny. I think Hispanic and African American stand up comedians, I think they are more creative with their jokes and the way that they deliver the punchlines. And I like stand up comedians like Dave Chappelle, like Cat Williams, like I do like some Kevin Hart. I don't like all of his stuff, but uh Bernie Mac, like Steve Harvey, like I like those kind of comedians. I guess that's just the humor that I get. Like it it's funny to me. I tell you this much, uh the who who's that dude? What's his name? I'm trying to think. He's got kind of um, kind of the feminine name. The one that 
played uh, the warehouse, not Daryl in the warehouse, but the other guy in the warehouse, and he's like a comedian. You know what I'm talking about? He's pretty funny. Was too. he the sea monster guy? The guy yeah, that the said sea I was, monster I don't, guy. I don't. I've never seen any of this end up. Yeah, I've seen I've seen like clips of it, and he's he's pretty funny from what I've seen. But yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, I think I think a lot of that's I think I don't know, maybe. But see, I don't really jive with a ton of white people. Anyways, I don't know. White people kind of squares, to be honest. That's kind of interesting saying. I mean, it is what it is. We still love everybody. We're going to move into our last segment, which is our eclair, and that's our positive advice. So my positive advice is uh, you get blessings so you can be a blessing to others, right? And I taught our kids this the other week. It's like, you know, we all pray for blessings. They're like, oh, yeah, like, God, please help me get this new car or get this new job or get all this money or get this new house. But then we hold on to those blessings and we're stingy with them, right? And so I, my encouragement is, is like, if you've just got recently blessed, uh, use that to help bless somebody else. Like, now I'm not saying you have to give away all your blessings all the time, but, you know, just think about all that you have been blessed with and, you know, use it to help bless somebody else. Because when you bless somebody else with, um, what you've been blessed with, man, you get more joy out of it. So we're never meant to just hold our blessings with a tight fist. We're meant to help give those to others. Right. So, uh, I know that sounds very cliche, but, and it's kind of like the almost like pay it forward thing, but be a blessing to someone you get to it. You get blessings so you can be a blessing. And people don't think about it. A lot of the times they get it and they just like, Ooh, I got it. And it's mine. And no, I totally get you. I totally get you. And, or they forget to be thankful about that's it. That's true, too. Um, you know, I think there's that healthy balance, of course. it's You don't want to go too far on the other end, like Chris is saying, and give away your entire paycheck and be like, I'm going to give that much because, you know, you got to do, you know, you got to live yourself. But, yeah, you also don't want to be too stingy. But, yeah, my eclair is uh, being in the dark is really, really scary. But, you know, you get used to it after a while and i know that sounds really weird let me elaborate so this last week has been a real doozy i'm not gonna lie to you listeners it's been pretty crazy um one of the craziest of my life and you know one of the things about it is there's been a lot of lack of information and so a lot of this week that i've had is just kind of being in the dark that metaphorical sense of you're in the dark and you really don't know what's coming next and you know it got me thinking there's a lot of situations in life, right? Where you think everything is made. You think the lights on, you can see everything, you can see everything for what it is. And maybe something happens, something crazy happens. It's like that light turns off and now you're in the dark and you think, you know, where everything is, but you're trying to feel around and really see what's going on. And it's really hard, especially at first, but just remember your eyes always get used to it. Give it five, 10, 15 minutes. Next thing you know, you can start seeing things again. Go with what's familiar in the moments at first and know that, okay, these things are still there and hold on to the things that you know you can hang on to. But as your eyes, uh, you know, your metaphorical eyes start to open and start to see the dark for what it is and and see what's around and get used to it, it'll see exactly what's laid out before you. And then next thing you know, you'll be able to see pretty darn good and, you know, you can you can work from there. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. No, I get that, man. I totally get that, dude. Well, uh, we've had a lot of fun. Man, 
I know I don't want to be one of those basic white girls that go to Target, but I'm ready for fall to be here because I'm ready for this heat to go away. I know a lot of our listeners, you probably live somewhere where it's not blazing hot, but we live in Texas, and man, it is hot. It's like a sauna in here. I'm tired of it. You know, I, I must be getting a lot older. It used to not be as bad, but now this year it really bothers me. I don't even like going to the dang car. I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah, and it's a lot harder where Micah is, man. It's bad because they got that humidity. I mean, even when we were down there for your wedding, I was like, jeez, it's like an oven in here. And I'm telling you, it, that was, you know, that was a month ago now, and the temperatures have cranked up. Like, it's 110 every day pretty much. So, I mean, it's it's a blazer. It's like, you, if you've got to do anything outside, you better do it before 9 in the morning. And everybody in Texas, you probably understand that right now. Or in the South in general. It's so bad that today it was 94 degrees. And I was like, oh, yes. It feels great out here. I was like, it feels so yeah. good. I was like, thank you, Jesus, for the good weather. And I was like, oh, but it's yeah. still 94 degrees out here. But, uh, yeah, man. So, I think that's it. Tell them where to go. TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Yeah, go ahead and hang out over there. And then, of course, all of our social media stuff. And go subscribe on YouTube so you're never missing all of our side videos and playlists and things along those lines. But, yeah, man. It's been a great episode. I will add this. Please go and rate us on Spotify, please, because that helps us out a lot. If you guys could do that, y'all are the best. Yeah. Boost us up so that we can have more OGs. And then before you know it, we're going to call it and be like, listen, we got so many people now. Everybody from this point on ain't OGs anymore. I'm just joking. We don't want to be like Burger King and fall off. Right. We ain't trying to fall off. We, we learned that from that segment, so no, I'm just joking. We all OGs. We appreciate y'all, and we can't wait to see y'all next week when we come back and uh, spit spit the, the hot fire of this podcast once more. All right, sign us off. All right, man. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. We built this city. We built this city on Donut Box.